Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and here with me is Omar Posas. What's going on, everybody? Today, we're going to talk about something that terrifies people, that keeps them awake at night. <laughs> Not spiders. Really. <laughs> me, yes. No, we are talking about gym intimidation. Scary, scary Halloween uh, <laughs> theme from Vanessa. No, but in all seriousness, Omar, did you ever experience any gym intimidation? Yes. Um, and I will say mine was very different because, well, not different in a way, be, but I you're play. you're a man. Yeah, and I'm very manly. Um, no, I played uh, football in high school for like two years, so it wasn't anything crazy. So I knew the basics and I kind of knew my way around the gym, but I had never been as consistent as I've been in my 20s. So with that being said... And as a guy, I think it's totally different. Um, I felt uh, my, my very first gym that I like was consistent to was CrossFit. And CrossFit, there's so many movements and stuff that goes on. Uh, so, yeah, I was very nervous. And as a guy, you kind of want to, you know, be the fastest one, the strongest one. And I was very quickly humbled. And I'm like, oh, do I belong here? And, you know, like, do I want to go back? You know, how the hell do I overcome this? Um, so that was one instance. And then the second one was when we started doing Olympic lifting again, same thing. Like I didn't know a single person and I'm like, what are these barbells doing on the ground? Like, where's the rack? Where are the dumbbell? Like, it's just so, mm-hmm. such a different experience. Um, but yes, I've had it. How about you? Yeah, No, I mean, I think everybody's experienced it. I know I have, and I mean, I still will, will get it every once in a while. And I think that what was I was picking up from what you were saying is that basically every time you were in a new gym environment, you felt it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that people don't really realize. It's not something that you just completely overcome for good. It's something that might pop up throughout your life as you put yourself into new environments of gyms. And I think it, it goes further than just the gym. I think the gym is something that just happens to come up over and over. But I think that intimidation of trying something new goes to a new job, goes to a new place to live, uh, a new city that you move to, or just in anything, trying anything that gets you out of your comfort zone or that you know that you're going to suck at yeah. at the beginning. A hundred percent. Nobody likes to suck at things and potentially look right. stupid, right? And I I had a similar story as you. Um, well, not necessarily. I didn't play football in high school. <laughs> um, but I mean, growing up, I was kind of in and out of active things. Um, when I was actually in like middle school was when my dad first got me into a gym. We went to the the local YMCA. It was not at all fancy. It was very small, very basic. Um, and I remember going with him like early in the morning. Cause you know, my dad, he's like 530 first one in the gym. 
And I went with him here and there. And I just remember all I did was get on the elliptical and I was like cranking that elliptical going so fast. And I thought I looked so cool, but I never touched anything outside of that. But it at least got me into that gym environment. How about um, like your first experiences riding a horse? Did that ever come up? Like you being I mean, I was like two years old, so I oh, have no memory right, of that. Fair enough. Um, but <laughs> nice try there though with the analogy. But really like with my experiences in the gym, so then like even into college, being on the equestrian team, we had to work out in the strength and conditioning room with all of the other athletic teams, all of the the D1 sports teams at UGA. And there was a, definitely a lot of gym intimidation with that. Luckily, of course, we had our group workouts. Um, so like when you're in a big group, not really necessarily um, having to worry about looking stupid, figuring things out on your own, there's a lot less intimidation. But I can tell you for like the first probably three years of college, I never did a, a solo workout in that gym. I went to a couple other things here and there, but I was never going to step out of that group environment. And I think that's what leads a lot of people to choose group fitness is because that feels safe and comfortable. Yeah. It's scary to step onto your your own. And that's the path that I ultimately went down is then I did a lot of different group fitness things. I did Orange Theory, I did boxing classes, and then ultimately I, of course, those who know our story, I ended up in a CrossFit gym, which is how CrossFit. I met Omar. And I, I will say that was one of the things that I'm really grateful from CrossFit for is that helped me a lot with just getting comfortable in a gym format. Yeah. CrossFit, um, of course, there's a lot of things that we could say are not great about it. Um, but I will say it is good for people who are maybe just really nervous about working out, getting into that group environment. They can make you feel really accepted. Um, and I, I really, really credit a lot of just my comfort with working out now to getting into that environment. Yeah. And I think a hundred percent, I agree. I think one of the best, if not my most favorite part about CrossFit was the community aspect, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we've, you know, became friends with people that were so much older than us just because we went to the gym and, and we just saw them as partners or, or, um, workout partners or buddies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so ultimately really that's where we decided to talk about this, um, episode on the podcast talking about gym intimidation is because I know it's something that a lot of people still struggle with. A lot of our new clients will come in who maybe have never even been in the gym before. And luckily they have the support of our community. It's virtual though. So they can't necessarily bring that community fully into the gym setting with them. And so we were just recently having a discussion in our group, Facebook group about this and different people sharing their stories of how they got comfortable with the gym and opening up about how maybe sometimes they still aren't comfortable with it and giving their tips and advice. So I wanted to just for us to dedicate a whole podcast episode to tips to overcome gym intimidation. Yeah. And before we get started, Vanessa, one thing that I wanted to point out and just say is, you know, I think a lot of people really let those negative thoughts of fear and intimidation consume them. Um, and I think at times, and I know it's a lot easier said than done, when you step back and you realize the gravity of the situation or how not that big of a deal it is, you start to realize that you can do this. And what I mean by that is instead of kind of letting these things control you and dictate whether or not you decide to do or try to do something one day, for me, what I like to do is name the fear or name the intimidation, right? So that 
because I know I'm always going to try new things or at least try to, and I'm always not going to be the most comfortable or the best at it. So what I try to do instead of letting it control me and not facing it, just let it uh, or highlight it, I guess, because if you try to get rid of them, they come back worse. They come back stronger. And I mean, those, those fears, those, that intimidation. So I, so one thing I heard that I thought was really cool was, you know, instead of trying to eliminate them, notice those feelings, smile at them and ultimately use the name it to tame it rule. So you can say, Hey, I see you, I see this fear creeping up, but today I won't let it control me. And the more you start to realize kind of what's going on in your head and you realize that that's not who you are and it doesn't control you, then you can say, okay, you're here, you know, intimidation's here, but that's fine. I'm still going to step over you or beside you or still dwell into the gym today, even though I know it's there. But again, my whole point is don't try to hide or suppress these fears. Instead, just realize that it's a normal thing to have them and, you know, act upon them. Yeah. It's really just understanding that everything is your worldview. It's your filter on the situation. So when you notice those emotions of like, I'm feeling nervous, I'm feeling like um, very like embarrassed, or I'm feeling scared, like whatever these feelings are that we are really kind of bucketing up into calling gym intimidation, these feelings that you have when you step into a gym atmosphere, whatever those feelings are, recognize that all they are are feelings. They are not you. They're just something that you're feeling. And when you can kind of take a step back and instead of being like, oh my gosh, I suddenly feel really nervous. And because I feel nervous, now this means that I am, you know, like X, Y, Z starts happening. You have the emotions, which then create the actions. Right. Like the emotions create the thoughts, which create the actions. So instead, notice the emotions. Say, huh, I'm, I'm feeling nervous right now. Interesting. Well, you know, that doesn't mean anything about me. I'm still going to follow through with my plan here and go do my workout. Right. And then afterwards, you'll notice that that action that you did created new emotions. Now maybe it, now maybe it's created pride. It's created self-confidence. It's created um, trust in yourself of following through. You said it a lot better than I did. I was trying to say the same thing but you just said it more eloquently. Well, that is me. I am very <laughs> eloquent. But let's dive into these tips here so we don't keep people all day long. Number one tip to overcome gym intimidation, make a plan. If you don't plan, you plan to fail. Exactly. And a lot of times I think people, the thing that holds them back is not knowing what is going to come. Like they know step A, they don't know what step B is. Yeah. And so like if you're having that block in front of you of like now, not only am I nervous about going to the gym, but now I also need to figure out like what am I going to do for my workout? I need to find a, a, a swipe workout on Instagram or I need to find a workout on YouTube or like yeah. different things like that. It can prevent you. It can hold you back. When you have a plan ready to go create it, which I think this is also why having external accountability is important, why working with a coach at some point in your life who can create a plan for you and can hold you accountable to that plan is really important. So if you have a plan, you're automatically going to be able to just follow through with it so much easier because you don't have to think about, well, what's going to ha- come after this? You know, okay, well, I'll do this movement and then what? It's just, okay, let me do this movement and then, okay, what's next? It's already planned out for me. I just need to follow step B, step C and get all the way to step Z. Yeah. And more importantly too, I think having a plan and by plan, I mean a workout plan, Mm -hmm. like knowing if you're going to 
go to the barbell or to the free dumbbell rack mm-hmm. or whatever that is. You should not be walking into a gym not knowing what right. your workout is going to look yeah. like. Yeah, and, and my whole point was um, not only, obviously, yes, it helps you just navigate the experience, the gym situation better, but it also allows you to track and analyze the progress that you're making, right? Because if you have a plan and you realize that last week maybe you squatted 135 pounds, but today you're squatting 145, you're like, oh, something's going on Mm -hmm. there. I'm making some progress. As opposed to if you don't know what the hell you're doing and you don't do movements without any rhyme or reason, you're like, oh, I don't know what I did last week. I didn't track the weights I I used. So I have no idea of knowing if I'm making progress or not. Yeah. Which, I mean, this could be a whole nother conversation, but really just the idea of like, you should be with this plan, it should be phased where you're doing the same workout for between four to maybe up to eight weeks at a time. And each week you're just building on your strength and your reps in that workout. You should not be doing a different workout every single week. Terrible plan, terrible for you. It's not going to cause you to progress. And, and, And just to clarify, adding more weight to your program or your workout doesn't mean progress. There's a whole different other way of knowing whether or not you're making progress, whether that's repetitions or whatever that looks like. That's just kind of what came to mind. Yeah. But let's move on. Tip number two, practice new exercises at home first. You know what came to mind when I, th- when I saw this for me was the, um, the hip thrusting movement. Cause for guys, I think they're so uncomfortable and, and they're just so weird to do at the gym because it looks like I'm humping the air. Oh my so God. I'm like, if I do it at home and I don't look like an idiot, then I can do it at, at the gym. So I've tried those at home. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can hump the air at the gym. I so. just, I have no words. <laughs> um, anyway, practice the new exercises at home first. This is, I think, another reason why it's important to have a plan is because, you know, let's say if you have a coach who's giving you a workout plan, you should be looking at the plan before you get into the gym. Look through it. Like for, for example, for all of our clients, their plans, every single movement comes with detailed instructions with a detailed video demonstrating it and everything they need. Watch the videos before you go to the gym. If you're a client listening to this, please look over your workout, watch the videos, ask your coach questions, do all those things before you get into the gym format because you want to know what to do when you're there. Um, but let's move on. Tip number three. Where Man, you are just going 100 miles an hour today. I mean, we got seven tips here. That's I'm trying true. to keep us moving. All right. Number three, wear clothes that make you feel comfortable, but also feel your best. Mm. I like that one because it's uh, it's like the dress for success thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like dress for the job you want. Is that is that a saying, I think? Yeah, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, if I don't know, for me, like, okay, like my thing is like, I have good legs, so I like to wear short shorts. And he does that's have just, good legs. My calves are my biggest pride and joy. So <laughs> um, I wear short shorts because that's what I like to do. And, 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 you know, I show my legs off. I'm like, all right, I look badass. So yeah. I don't know. That's no, me. But it's true. You, you should put something on that makes you feel confident. And maybe you're in a position right now where maybe you're working through some body image issues and you don't feel very confident in your body. That's where I, I challenge a lot of people to say, come up with an alter ego. Ooh. Like you can even name it and then have outfits that are like, when you put that on, you are stepping into that alter ego. Like the perfect example is Beyonce. She, you know, I don't know how many people really know her story, but like she was raised in the church. She was like a choir singer growing up. And so when she was stepping onto the scene as, you know, like this fabulous pop singer, 
she had to create an alter ego for herself because she didn't feel like who she was Beyonce was like brought that same kind of energy and power of like sexuality and things that she showed up with on stage. So she created an alter ego named Sasha Fierce. I didn't that know was, that. Yeah, that's where I think like her very first album was even um, maybe titled something with Sasha Fierce. Are you, I don't know. Are you part of the Bayhive, Vanessa? Yeah, duh. You are? Oh, my she's amazing. Oh, my singing. All right. But I'm so, you know, that's her, that was her alter ego with Sasha Fierce. And over time, eventually she dropped that and she, Sasha Fierce and Beyonce became one because she really internalized that confidence that she had when she stepped into that role as Sasha Fierce. So it's the same thing for you. Who is your fit version of Sasha Fierce? Who is that alter ego of yours? And it might be someone, you know, maybe picture somebody that you look up to that you ultimately want to become. Um, like it's, this is why it's so important to know ultimately, what do you want? Why are you working out? What are you working towards? Yeah. Be very, very clear on what your vision for your future self is. And then have that vision be what you step into every time you step into the gym. You're not stepping into the gym as your more, maybe, or maybe more insecure self. You're stepping in as that higher version of you. Yeah. And having clothes that makes you feel that way can be really, really powerful. And it's also an excuse to kind of splurge on some gym attire. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think that that's, it's important. Like I know I, when I was really uncomfortable in my body, um, back in the day, there were times where I only wore really big baggy clothes. I never wore shorts. I only wore leggings with an oversized t-shirt because I wanted to cover up my thighs and my arms and my belly. So I wanted the oversized t-shirt that draped down over the thicker part of my thighs, over my arms, and was loose across my belly. But the thing is, it made me feel even less confident wearing that outfit. As I kind of started to move along, I started to just buy cuter clothing that I was like, you know what? I deserve this. I, I deserve the nice Lululemon pants that make me feel special and cool and like putting that on gave me that confidence. To the but, point where I, sometimes I look at her, I'm like, babe are we just going to show all that today at the gym? She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, you do you, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, give treat yourself, girl. Get yourself a nice outfit that is going to give you the confidence. And if you are, again, like if you're dealing with maybe some body image issues, if you go into a gym that has a lot of mirrors, maybe just avoid the mirrors right now. That's okay. You don't need to go and look at yourself in the mirror as you work out. Focus on how you feel and don't scrutinize how you look. But this next one's my favorite one, I think. Yeah, go for it. Um, number four, make a badass playlist. And I don't know about you, but there's something about a good playlist that just gets me hype. It just gets me going. Yeah. Um, like for me, it's like trap rap. Like I love like just very, very like dirty rap. And I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah. Like I'm just, you know, like I feel like I'm a thug yeah. and I'm just crushing I, the, I know. the weights. I've ridden to the gym with you yeah. before. Um, and, and I'm just like bobbing my head and I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, like got people look at me and I'm just like, if you only knew what I was listening yeah. to. But right I mean, now. like it puts you in your zone. Yes. It gets you fired up, gets you pumped up. I think it's a great way for people to just like get in the moment, stop thinking about how you feel or like being so aware of your surroundings of like what other people are doing. Put the headphones in, blast some music that gets you fired up, gets you pumped up. Maybe, you know, maybe when you first get into the gym, like I would recommend just go walk on the treadmill for a bit. Um, like maybe 10, 15 minutes, crank up that playlist, 
just get your head bopping, like really just mm-hmm. like get into the zone and then go start your workout. And that can be a game changer yeah. for and you. And actually, um, I've made some playlists for uh, the Team BGFN. So if you go on Spotify and you type in hashtag Team BGFN, there's like different genres and stuff, but I'm talking Cardi B, I'm talking Rihanna, Beyonce's on there. Of course. So if you guys want to listen along, shameless, I love it. shameless plug there. Yeah. And you know, then if you're more like me, maybe at some point you'll you'll just start listening to only like podcasts. And I was wondering you if you were going to say that. <laughs> I think you're a weirdo for doing I that. I don't think so. There are definitely others. If How do you, you listen to a podcast? People, if you're listening and you like to listen to podcasts <laughs> while you work out, please shoot me a message or shoot Omar a message. Give us val- give me the validation that like this is normal. And I 100% recommend it because right. for me, it's like for me, working out is meditative. And I love mm. between sets to really, really just listen to a podcast, learn, like, you know, all the podcasts I listen to are self-development. I need, so. um, like when I am on a treadmill walking, I can do the podcast, but when I'm like lifting, I'm like, I need some trap music to go on. Yeah. No, get I, I get it. I get it. I yeah. just personally, I love podcasts, but number five, avoid peak hours. If you can, of course, this is circumstantial. You might have only certain times that you are able to get into the gym. But if you can, I would recommend if you're a newbie in the gym, avoid the um, like the hours of um, really, I would say like 6 to 8 a.m. And 5 to 7. Yeah, 5 to 7 p.m. Those are like your peak hours at most gyms. It, it's going to vary. But those are the times where things are probably the busiest and you might be the most unsure. Um, but this goes back to like if you're a newbie in the gym, you shouldn't be in the gym every day anyway. Like yeah. a, a good effective workout program for you if you're currently working out like zero days per week on average would be two days per week so if nothing else like maybe you work monday through friday and the only times you would be able to get into the gym or during those peak hours maybe start with just working out on saturday and sunday and go at a time when others aren't really in there and that could be a difference maker for you yeah number six workout with a friend i think this one you know this really goes without saying, but like having somebody else in there with you is going to help you, especially if it's somebody who's maybe a little bit more experienced can kind of show you around. That's going to be huge. Um, but just having that support system in the gym, I think can be really, really important for just getting out of your own head and not worrying so much about what is going to happen if you, you know, don't know how to use a machine or if you like, I don't know, do something wrong. Like I know we've all <laughs> done stupid yeah. things. I'm pretty sure I've hit myself in the face with med balls before. <laughs> like I've definitely like, I don't know. I've done all kinds of stuff. And the other things. thing too is it helps you be a, help be held accountable to where if you're like, you know what, tomorrow, uh, you know, tomorrow morning at 6am, I'll meet you there. If you don't show up and your friend did wake up and is there, you kind of feel like a jerk. Yeah, 100%. So it, it really gets your butt out of bed and into the gym even if at times you didn't want to. Yeah. The only thing I will say about this is for some of the people that are like myself and get super competitive, this is something to watch because you don't want to try and keep up with your friend just because your friend is stronger or faster. Mm, you want to do things your at, at your own pace and, and to your own strength or ability, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because if you get too caught up and you're a newbie or even if you've been in the gym for a while, I mean, this happened to me. I got herniated discs in my back because I didn't know when to stop. Yeah. Going back to the whole concept of like- So it's, it's we, a great thing, yeah. but it can be 
you know, we, you know, we both started in the gym with, or we both really got comfortable in the gym with CrossFit because having that group support, having those like friends was awesome for yep. getting over the intimidation. However, it's also very dangerous of like, we both came out of it with a lot of injuries that we still have to be very, very careful of now that we're, you know, always having to really, really focus on our recovery. Well, I came out of there with a girlfriend, so it, it, it worked yeah, out for me. you won. <laughs> but yeah, like there's definitely some risk involved yeah. when you work out with somebody else. Be very, very aware of just like still focus on yourself. Um, everybody, everybody is different yeah. and needs different things. Don't be trying to just keep up with somebody else. Last but not least, tip number seven, focus on small wins. Don't focus on the big picture. Go for the low-hanging fruit, like the small barrier to entry. So for me, um, I guess it, it just kind of depends on every situation, right? Like you said, if you're a total newbie and you're like, the gym is very scary to me, but I'm not. instead of trying to go five days a week, like you said, try to do something at home to where you can get comfortable. Don't even think about going to the gym yet. Just do something at home so you can get comfortable with the mm -hmm. movements you're going to do at the gym. Once you feel comfortable there, then start thinking about going one, mm -hmm. two days a week and, and start very incrementally slow to the point where you feel more comfortable once you get there. Yeah. Many of our clients start with working out from home and we eventually over time move them into the gym because we want them to have that um, comfortability and understanding of how to work out in a gym and how to have just basically develop that skill set for themselves. But for many people working out at home with no or limited equipment is the route that we start with. And it's extremely effective in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys use banded workouts, right? I mean, those banded workouts for somebody that hasn't done a ton of stuff are tremendous. Oh yeah. Well, even for people who have, if you have not worked out with bands true, in a long yeah. time, do a band workout and you will absolutely feel it. Especially those like the, the, like to do like air squats and all that stuff with them. Yeah, everything. But I mean, I think the reality is like, you have to just recognize that the most accepting place you can go when you are self-conscious and just not very like in that place that you ultimately want to be with your fitness is the gym. And it might sound counterintuitive because you might be thinking like, well, I need to get in shape before I can go to the gym so I, I can fit in and be accepted yeah. by all these really fit people. But like, that's not how it works. And the reality is like, unless you're in some kind of just really probably like niche strength and conditioning gym that's filled with like these freak athletes with incredible like, genetics. Like uh, Globo Gym from Dodgeball. <laughs> unless you're working out in Globo Gym, you're probably actually in a gym that's really just filled with everyday, average, normal people who are just trying to get a little bit better. And be aware of the fact that you might be thinking like, oh no, like Vanessa, you've not seen the gym that I went to. Like it was just filled with all of these like ridiculously fit people. I'm going to tell you right now that that was your filter of what you were seeing. Mm. Because the thing is, you see what you are what your beliefs are. So like if you have this belief that like the gym is intimidating, that it's filled with fit people, that you have to be fit to go to the gym or like that people are going to judge you if you're not fit going there, then your your brain is literally going to filter out everything that doesn't confirm that and it's going to only show you confirmation of that belief. So you're going to walk into the gym and you're only like you're literally your brain is only going to pick up the pictures of the people that are really fit. You're not going to even notice the people that aren't that maybe are a little bit more like you. And so then you, you're just going to reaffirm that belief. 
But the reality is every single person in the gym, even if it's the really, really fit people, they had their first day in the gym once upon a time, their first week in the gym, their first year in the gym. They have had gym intimidation at some point in their life to get where they are today. So they actually know and understand how you feel in your position. And I can speak from personal experience that whenever I do like, you know, again, I'm typically like in my zone, listening to a podcast, not really noticing the other people around me, but you know, every once in a while I'll notice like newer people in the gym, because since we're, you know, we are always there at the same days, the same times, we kind of see the same people over and over again. So when I notice somebody who's like a little bit newer that maybe looks a little bit nervous, like I pick up on that just because it's the coach in me. And I always am thinking like, hell yeah, get it girl. Like I'm literally thinking like, I am so proud of you. Sometimes I actually do kind of walk over and like chat with that person a little bit. But the reality is I've never once looked at somebody and thought like, oh, you're out of shape. You don't belong here. Or like those kinds of things that when I was the out of shape person, I thought thought. people were saying. Reality is people aren't doing that. Reality is 99% of the time, like people aren't even noticing you. They're, they're only focused on themselves. They're but, probably too busy listening to their trap music or their podcast anyways. Exactly. To care. Or paying attention to their hot girlfriend like Omar is when he's at the gym. 100% every day. But if someone does notice you and like they, like I said, like if, like I tend to notice sometimes those like more nervous, newer people, I'm noticing it because I want to help them. I want to give them encouragement. I, at least I want to give them a smile. I get it. Even the fittest people in the gym, they are only super fit because they at one point in time have been in your shoes and probably struggled with body image issues. That's how they got to where they are today was because they were probably were driven by that pain. So they probably actually understand you more than anybody else. So I mean, honestly, talk to other people in the gym, like because it's going to be the thing that's the most scary for you, just walk up and talk to somebody. Do it. Like it's the Mel Robbins five second rule. You're going to have the idea of like, oh, I should talk to that person because Vanessa told me to do it on the podcast and you're going to think it, do it immediately. You have five seconds to act on that. As soon as the five seconds pass that you're not going to act on it anymore. It's going to be gone. It's going to be passed. So do it as soon as you think about it. It's like it might be really awkward at first to just like walk up and start a conversation but I promise afterward, it will be so worth it for you. You'll be so glad you did. People in the gym are way nicer than you would think. I guarantee you, even like the biggest dude, like the big scary guys. That you're Those like, are probably the ah, nicest ones, They are literally they? always the nicest yeah. people in the gym because they're the ones that like live there yeah. and they just like love it. It's their home. So it's like people come in and they just see it as like, welcome to my house party. Yeah. Yeah. And they will literally like, they're the nicest people. I and if anything, you. worse comes to worse, if you do talk to somebody- Maybe you make a friend and now you have a workout buddy that you can kind of go and ask questions to or be like, okay, I'll be here tomorrow. If nothing else, like if you do have a moment where like maybe you don't have a coach to kind of help you through your workout or, you know, just answer your questions for you, at least maybe there's somebody in the gym that you feel comfortable now talking to that you could be like, hey, can you show me how to use this machine? Like, can you check my form on the deadlift? Like you could ask them and I guarantee you the person who's experienced in the gym, if you ask them to like check your form or to like help you with a machine, they're going to be ecstatic about that. Unless they're like, you know, of course there might be someone who's like maybe in a little rush. Well, there's the perfect, the, um, the exceptions, the exceptions. Yeah. Yeah, There's always the exceptions, the rule. And like, you know, there might be some people who maybe like this person's trying to get in and out really fast and they might be a little bit like, Oh, I don't have time to help you. 
Maybe that could happen, but I guarantee you it's not very likely. 99% of the time, people are going to be ecstatic to get to help you. And the fact that you came to them. them. Yeah, exactly. They're They're going to be like, wow, like they're giving me an opportunity to help and they're going to feel really good about that. So remind yourself of that. But um, I hope that these seven tips were helpful for you. If you listen to podcasts while you work out, send me a message, confirm that I am not crazy. And then also let me know if any of these tips were helpful for you. But thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.